Hello everyone, before we get started, don't forget to subscribe, click on that notification bell, like, dislike, comment, share, please let us know what you're thinking. Also, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Now today, on the Angel of Words podcast, we have healthcare guru, Miss Lori Marie Riley, on deck on the Angel of Words podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Angel of Words podcast. I am your host, Angel of Words, and today we have someone very near and dear to me, the healthcare guru, Lori Marie Riley, who's an account executive for employee health benefits for one of the top brokerage firms in Dallas, Texas. Miss Riley, thank you for joining us today on the Angel of Words podcast. It's a pleasure thank to you have you. Thank you so much, Angel. I'm so all happy. Right, right. Oh, thank you so much, big sis. And by the way, everyone, this is my uh <laughs> my my middle my my middle child counterpart, Miss Lori <laughs> Riley. Thank you for being here. Now, uh Miss Riley, 20 million people supposedly may lose their health insurance, and I'm one of those people that may lose his not only his health insurance but his 9 to 5 because uh if they terminate the Affordable Care Act, you're the health insurance guru. You know, I brought you on the podcast because I want you to let us know what other options may be available to us if this uh, were to happen. And that's why I'm so thankful that you were able to spend some time with, with us here today on the Angel of Words podcast. Uh, so my first question to you is, um, you know, you work in group insurance what what is group insurance? Because I've never really heard of that. I didn't have uh, health care for ten years before the ACA came out. Well, first of all, um, I'm an account executive, right? So I'm responsible for servicing a block of um, business or accounts that have been assigned to me uh, by my team. So I primarily support the HR team, the directors, the managers, the coordinators. But I also have to present to the C-suite of a company, the CFO, because even though, um, you know, insurance or employee benefits may be a small portion of their overall, um, you know, benefits or a compensation package to some employers or, um, but, you know, that affects their budget. So we assist with that. As a broker, you know, we are the middleman between the healthcare partners, vendor partners, Blue Cross Blue Shield, United Healthcare, Cigna, Aetna, MetLife, and the employers. Um, we shop for markets, we negotiate, we, um, we present, we manage the implementation, we put together communication materials and explain the benefits. So a big portion of what I do is um, support the HR team during, this is the time of the year, right? Where um, employees are trying to determine what benefits are going to suit them for the following year. So. We put together these packages um, and explain the benefits so they can make educated decisions on what's going to help them and their family for the upcoming year. Um, this year is a bit challenging because of COVID, so we can't get in front of them. But, you know, we're getting creative uh, with, um, you know, Zoom and WebEx and Microsoft Teams. So, But that's basically what it is. Group insurance is what it sounds like. It's a um, insurance coverage 
through an employer or a company that offers um, coverage for individuals in a group, which usually can be obtained in a cheaper way than insurance for an individual. Now, uh, one of my follow-ups is, is, is this only if you have a job, like you have to have a job in order to get group insurance? So that's what it is. If you are part of a group or an employer group, then that's what group insurance is. Okay, and you work with multiple health insurance plans. It's not just one health insurance plan. Correct, yeah. Okay, so Okay. So they hire you to create a package, and they have to sign off on that. Yes, absolutely. So we present them. We're the middle people, right? So we yeah. shop for them, and then we uh, make our recommendations uh, for the group, and then they determine which benefits they're going to offer to their employees and at what rate. Okay, and by shopping for them, you mean it, that that means that you go out and actually look for clients to work with the the, the uh, insurances that you're working with. So no, we shop with the vendors, with the vendor partners. Okay. So like the Blue Cross, Blue Shield, United Healthcare, Cigna. Those are the ones that we shop for. Um, excuse me, shop with, um, but we are shopping for our clients. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Now, uh, Miss Riley, we also hear these uh, jargon. Uh, being thrown around and in, in, in this word called, uh, health, uh, you know, this phrase health savings account, you know, that's very confusing to me. It's like, okay, you put money in an account, you know, you use it for your health insurance. And if you, you know, then it rolls over into the next year. Is, is that kind of what it is or? That's what exactly what it is. It's a health okay. savings account. It's an HSA. Um, it's usually associated or, you know, it's, created for employees or individuals who are under a high deductible health plan. So it's a feature of that um, high deductible health plan or consumer driven health plan. Um, it's got a triple tax advantage because whatever you contribute to it, whatever earnings or interests are in there and any time that you withdraw money for qualified healthcare expense, those are all free. Um, there is no use it or lose it. It's meant to be saved. So, for the future, right? For any qualified healthcare expenses. That's why it's called a HSA, Health Savings Account. Um, it's really a tool for retirement. Um, but, you know, if you have expenses, then you've got funds, those pre tax funds that you put in there to use it. And if you don't have any expenses this year, it rolls over to the next year and it continues to accumulate for the following year. You don't lose it, it's your account. Now, is that something you have to get through your health insurance provider, or is that something that you can start on your own? No. So it's associated with the plan that you enroll with through your employer, that group insurance. So if your employer has elected a um, consumer-driven health plan or a high-deductible health plan, they're both basically the same thing, um, then that's an, a feature of it. Then you're able to open up an account to help you satisfy that deductible. Because usually with those consumer-driven health plans, they're also known as high deductible because they normally have a pretty high deductible that you have to satisfy. And so that HSA helps you pay for those expenses. Now, what are the advantages of group insurance compared to people receiving insurance via the marketplaces in their respected uh, states? So there's a pros and cons to both, right? Uh, with group insurance, you are sharing the risk with a group. Um, your rates are based on your group. Uh, the pro is that your employer is offering you this plan, but they're also helping you pay for that plan. So they pay a portion and you pay a portion. Um, the con is that you're limited to the plans that your employer has elected for you. Um, so if they only want to offer one plan to all employees, then that's your option. 
Um, under the marketplace, you do have options, but you are rated as an individual. So, you know, when you go in to look at what's available for you, they ask you for your zip code, your gender, your age, your height, your weight, um, if you're a tobacco user, if you have any health conditions. So all of those affect, all those factors affect the plans that they offer and the rates that, you know, would, would apply to you. So, again, you know, pros and cons to both. Now, do they actually send people out to do this risk assessment? <laughs> no, do you normally just like, How do they know if you're smoking or not? Like, you tell them, no, how do they prove that you are? Like, <laughs> I always wonder, like, do they send an investigator? Like, how does that work? <laughs> I don't know. You, mo you know, you want to be honest when you're filling out those health questionnaires, for sure. I mean, I guess. <laughs> well, you, what you don't want to do is risk yeah. having something not covered because you weren't honest with your mm. original, you know, question. So let's say you are a smoker and then a year from now you're diagnosed with lung cancer, yeah. but you had said, no, you are not a smoker. Well, they're going to, you know, question that. Really? So now I have cancer, I have this insurance and, and that, you know, obviously they can prove that you probably had cancer because you're a smoker, you lied to them and they won't cover you because you lied to them. I'm not in. I'm not the insurance uh, provider, yeah, but I yeah. only assume that you're risking, um, you know, having those services covered if you were not honest uh, with your initial assessment. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, don't lie if you ever apply for a group insurance because it's not in your best interest. They may shut you down at your biggest time of need. Right now, we're speaking to Lori Riley, uh, health benefits expert, the health benefits guru out in Dallas, Texas, but works you work all also all across the country, correct? Yeah, it depends give, on like, where my clients the are. I, yeah. You know, much, some of them are here in Texas, but, you know, they have locations all over the place. So in the past, I've done open room meetings at their different locations. So I've seen you okay. when I've done open room meetings in New York. <laughs> now, you spoke about this mystical thing called deductibles. People always are worried about deductibles and premiums and coinsurance. Could you break that down? Like, cause I, every time I speak to someone, it's like, I, I leave more confused than when <laughs> I started the situation. Like I wish I didn't even ask, like, could you break that down? You know what that really means in terms of like, when you're dealing with your health insurance providers? Absolutely. So a premium is what you pay for the plan just to be covered under the plan. Once you are enrolled in that plan, um, then it just depends on the plan that's been elected for you. So, for instance, if you do have a high deductible health plan, example, $1,200, and um, so you have to go see your doctor. Well, you go to an in-network provider to make sure that you're getting the contracted rate that they have you know, contracted with the insurance vendor. You have to pay for that service up to satisfying that deductible. Once you have satisfied that, oh, it could be between, you know, two, three, four visits, prescription drugs, anything related to that deductible. Once you have satisfied that deductible, then you have a co-insurance, what you co-share with the insurance vendor, and then you pay all that until you have satisfied an out-of-pocket maximum, your maximum liability for the plan that calendar year. And then, you, you know, some plans have co-pays. It's a set amount of what you pay to go see your doctor or go get a prescription. So it just depends on which plan your employer has selected for you. Now, does the copay go towards your deductible or no? 
your copays will go towards your out-of-pocket maximum. So your deductibles, okay. your coinsurance, your copays, all of that goes to your out-of-pocket maximum, your maximum liability for the plan year. Now, are you allowed to use your 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 health insurance if you haven't paid your deductible? Like, is it still gonna like? How does that work? Okay, I'm sorry. Repeat that question again. No, no. Uh, if let's say you haven't satisfied your deductible on your plan, are you still mm -hmm. allowed to use your health insurance? Or, Absolutely. Yeah. You just okay. you're paying the contracted rate until you satisfy your deductible. Okay, so you're building up a build until you satisfy, and then the the the, the you bigger pay benefits. Every time yeah. that you know, most doctors who are contracted with that healthcare vendor know um, how much uh, your deductible is, and so they'll let you know, hey, Miss Riley, your you know your visit today will be about eighty dollars because you okay. haven't quite satisfied your deductible yet. Okay, what if your deductible is forty five hundred? You go to the doctor for the first time; it's a five thousand dollars situation. You have to come out of pocket forty five hundred. <laughs> Most doctors that are in work will only charge you a contracted rate. So, you know, that okay. depends on the, the region that you're at and, and what that contracted rate is. So it could range between $80 to $125. Now, if you have an emergency situation and you go to the doctor, and I mean, to the hospital, and you go through the emergency room and you have to have surgery and all of that, then that deductible will be met pretty fast. All right. All right. That's great. That's great knowledge. Thank you so much. Now, th there's other jargon that confuses people as well. PPO, HMO, what are these things and what's better? <laughs> so um, a PPO is a preferred provider organization. It allows uh, members to go in and out of network. It gives you that balance, but it's really network. And you know, especially if you live in the city, there's no reason for you to go out of network. It's way more expensive. So you will see that plans really um, encourage employees to go in network because that's where the less cost is. Those are uh, providers who have contracted with that uh, vendor to give you a, uh, a great, um, you know, it's, it's a better cost for you um, for employees. And usually the cost for the, you know, for you to visit that doctor, there's a certain rate and that's what that copay is associated with a, with a PPO um, provider. Now, HMO, um, they're not as popular as they used to be, you know, 15, 20 years ago, because healthcare has increased so much in the last few years. But a HMO is a health maintenance organization. It basically limits coverage to those um, members to go to those in-network only uh, providers. You don't have at a network option. Normally or typically, you have to get a referral to see a, um, a specialist. You don't have to get a, a referral to see a specialist under the PPO plan. Under the HMO, most likely you would have to get permission or uh, a referral to go see a specialist. And so, you know, those are the, again, pros and cons to both. All right, so it seems like, you know, when you have an HMO, it's a, a, a little bit stricter and uh, yeah. confined. and the network just, is you know. a lot smaller. But, you know, sometimes, it, depending on the area that you live, that may work really well for you. Now, do people ever complain to you that an HMO sent them to a specialist that was out of network? Does that happen? No, because HMO will only contract with those in-network okay. providers. Okay. So that's the practice that they should be upholding, yeah, sending people yeah. to people they that should. are in their network. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if a part of that HMO, then they be, they should be recommending you to see a specialist within that HMO network as well. But always okay. do your homework. Be a smart consumer. 
Yeah, definitely. I, you know, always, you know, be a smart consumer, everyone, because they will take, you know, I mean, everybody's in, this is a business at the end of the day, so they're trying to make as much money as they can, you know. Um, now, what happens to your group insurance and HSA if you leave your job or you get fired? Okay. So if you're terminated, um, you typically have coverage until the end of the month with that plan. Um, and then you have the option of electing COBRA, and then you have that about 18 months. Now, a lot of people don't elect COBRA because it's expensive. You are responsible now for the full amount of that premium, what the employer was paying, what you were paying, paying plus 80% admin fee. So you're paying 102% of that plan every single month while you're on COBRA. So um, it's pretty expensive. So not all people participate, but it's a great option if you have health conditions and you want to continue with that same plan. Your HSA, as I mentioned before, rolled over, it's your account. So if you leave a company or you're terminated, that um, that money goes with you. It's your account. Some employers actually contribute into your HSA if you are, you know, part of their high deductible health plan to help you, you know, with those expenses. Whatever they contribute into that HSA is yours. So if you leave, you take the money. They don't ask for that money back. And that money's in a personal account, I'm assuming. Right. Or, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's nice. You know, <laughs> that's nice to know because you're going to need it with Cobra. Cobra is super expensive. <laughs> Right. It, it just it's out of control with Cobra. A lot of people complain about Cobra. That's for mm -hmm. sure. Now, um, are these health insurance options uh, affected in the ACA? It, it, what if they're termed invalid and it's vacated by the government? You know what happens with with, with the, the group insurance? So situation? you know that's still up in the air. We don't know what's mm -hmm. going to happen uh, with the ACA. What we do know is that since the ACA went into effect about ten years ago, a lot of companies have really thought about how. Um, you know, they treat their employees, what kind of benefits they offer the employees. Um, so, you know, there's been a lot of good things that have come out of the ACA. But we'll, we'll see. Yeah, such as, yeah, no, no. Could you, could you discuss the benefits of the ACA for some people that don't yeah. quite know? So, I mean, there's been many. I'll just mention, you know, just a few of them. Like the first sure. one would be, um, you know, it required employers with more than 50 employees to offer affordable health insurance to their employees who work at least 30 hours. So, you know, before full-time was 40 hours. Now it's 30 hours. Um, by affordable, um, they offer, um, you know, employees, like, for example, in 2020, the, they, the employer has to offer at least one health plan whose premium or employee-only coverage does not exceed 9.78% of their household income. So mm. they have to make sure that they're providing affordable health care to their employees. Um, they've eliminated the waiting period or they've reduced the waiting period before, you know, you can walk into an employer and they would make you wait, you know, 96 uh, months, even a year to be eligible for health insurance. Now, uh, because of the ACA, your waiting period is no more than 90 days. So you'll see a lot of employers saying, okay, first of the month after 30 days, first of the month after 60 days. So that's pretty typical. Um, preventive care. Everyone has preventive care. That once a year wellness checkup. So well man, well woman, well baby, well child. That once a year physical is covered at 100%. So there's no reason for, for people not to get at least that once a year checkup because it's covered. It's at no cost to you. No deductibles, no copay. 
Um, it eliminated pre-existing conditions. So before, you know, you would have to uh, fill out a questionnaire and sometimes they may even deny you because you had a pre-existing condition. That went away. If you uh, work for a company that offers benefits to their employees, there's no discrimination if you had a pre-existing condition or not. Everyone is offered the same, pretty much at the same cost. Um, and it allows children um, up to the age uh, to be covered under their plan parents' plans up to the age of 26. So it doesn't matter if they're full-time students or working full-time or even living at home up to the age of 26. So that's what I tell all my kids. You have until 26 to get out. <laughs> Yeah, no, unfortunately, I, I didn't make that cut when they had Obamacare, so I had to figure <laughs> things out, you know? <laughs> yeah. 26 is the I was already out the house by 26. I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm not getting insurance. I'm done. It's over. <laughs> you know, I could have had Medicaid, but it's not happening for me. Now, talking about pre-existing conditions, are you able to acquire group insurance uh, even though you have a pre-existing condition? Yeah, so that's what the ACA did. It eliminated that pre-existing limitation. So now you're able to, you know, be enrolled. So you don't have to even show proof that you've had previous coverage. You could just be enrolled in the same plan or be offered the same benefits that, you know, the other, your workmate who's pretty healthy and has no health, um, no previous uh, pre-existing conditions. Everybody gets offered the same thing. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, in terms of like deductibles, coinsurance premiums, you know, with group insurance, can this money be taken out of your paycheck? Is this something you have to, you know, send send in an envelope somewhere? You know how the, the mail situation isn't too valid nowadays, you know? <laughs> But in the been in hot water a lot lately, the postal service, you know? <laughs> it is so delayed. Um, no, so that's the beauty about, you know, working for a company who offers health benefits like this because those are all um, part of your payroll deductions. They make it very easy for you to have those coverage. And usually medical, dental, and vision and any contributions to your HSA, those are done on a pre-tax basis. So it makes your... Um, you know, take home income a little bit more because, uh, um, you know, anytime that you contribute to it to, um, or, you know, you pay for those coverages, they're done on a pre-tax basis. Okay. Now, do, do these insurances cover vision and dental? Because, you know, that's a big deal for a lot of people, you know, and a lot of them, you know, they want to get braces and things of that nature. But I've noticed that a lot of insurances don't cover uh, cosmetic dental coverage. It's only so like if you have like a severe situation health-wise. Yeah, so again, it depends on the plan that your employer elected for their employees. So some employers offer, um, you know, dental benefits that include orthodontia or, you know, for cover, coverage for braces. Some employers don't. Some employers offer a, um, a vision plan that has LASIK coverage. Some employers just give you a discount. You know, it just depends on what your employer, that group insurance, what's being offered to their employees. So it's not necessarily the um, vendor, right? It's not necessarily, oh, MetLife doesn't cover this. It's the plan that your employer has selected for their employees. But yeah, cosmetic, you know, teeth whitening, usually an exclusion. Um, Botox, not a qualified healthcare expense, usually an exclusion. So, you know, can't do it. <laughs> Now, there's this thing called open enrollment. You know, I'm not really sure if a lot of people know exactly what that is or when it is. Could you discuss open enrollment for us? 
So it, um, open enrollments can vary uh, depending on the plan that your employer, um, you know, has selected. So if your most of my block of business, their benefits begin January 1st, right? So your benefits will begin January 1st. They're in effect for a full year. So typically around September, October, November timeframe, that's what that open enrollment season is. This is your once a year opportunity for you to look at the options that your employer is you know, um, providing for you or offering you. And you can either enroll or decline. If you elected, you know, one plan this year, you didn't like how it was, and next year your, you know, your employer's offering you two plans, then open enrollment is the opportunity for you to enroll or change your benefits. If you had a dependent that's no longer eligible, you can drop them. Um, you know, that, that's your once a year opportunity for you to elect, change, remove benefits, and then once you made that election, then January 1st hits, you can't make any more changes unless you experience a qualified license. Examples of that, marriage, divorce, birth or adoption of a child, um, death of a dependent, eligibility for Medicare, Medicaid, those are qualified healthcare expenses. And then you have an allotted time, usually about 30 to 31 days to notify HR that you had a change and then they'll let you make a change. Otherwise, no changes to your benefits for the full year. Does that make sense? No, that makes perfect sense. Now, in term, yeah, <clears throat> essentially it's the time frame that you have to do any changes that you want to make or select what plan you want to go with or decline any of the plans that, that are available to you. Yeah, uh, some employers now, are very yeah. flexible. You know, yeah. um, some of them are, are very generous with the time. Some of them just say, hey, you've got two weeks to make a decision. Some of them say you got three or four weeks. It just depends on what the HR team decides for you. Yeah, now um, in terms of uh, insurance going from state to state, that's still not allowed, right? You Can you take your group insurance from one state to another state if that state has the same insurer that, that you that, that's providing your coverage? So again, that's what the in and out of network means. You know, okay. uh, like for example, Blue Cross Blue Shield, they have in network providers throughout, you know, nationwide. So let's say you live in the state of New York, but you have a child that's going to school in California. So they have insurance, you know, in California and they have in network providers out in California. The way that the claim is processed may be delayed a little bit because they have to coordinate with the local, um, you know, uh, providers, but it's, you know, that's what the beauty of in-network or even out-of-network benefits are. Okay, that's beautiful. Now, you are the health insurance guru. You know, I've, I've you always been coming in and out of town, sis. And I, I always thought that that was so baller. I was like, you know... I wish I had a job like that. You know, I would I would think I'm like, man, I would love to travel this, this, you know, from state to state and stay at these luxurious hotels and have a corporate credit card. Like, you know, because, you know, I mean, I love entertainment. It's my thing. It's what I'm doing right now. And, you know, it's my passion. That's why I chose to go this route. But there's a lot of people out there, a lot of kids out there going to school or not going to school that 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 don't really have a vision for their future right now. You've always been very headstrong and, you know, you ended up having this amazing job and there's a lot of amazing jobs available in America such as the one that you have and uh, you know we, I just want to know what made you get into this field and you know could you provide a little bit of knowledge for people yeah on this, in this well respect? I mean it I sort of kind of 
stumbled on it. Um, you know, I started out in customer service. I'm bilingual. So, you know, I started out in, uh, for Cigna Group Insurance 22 years ago, um, you know, just um, providing support to people, you know, who called in on customer service, but I'm also bilingual. So that helped um, in that aspect. And then from there, I went to processing claims and then supporting the sales team. And then when I I realized, wait a second. I mean, I like, you know, you and I are very much alike. We like talking to people. We like educating people. And so, you know, when I went to the broker side about 10 years ago, um, you know, I, that's what I wanted to do. That's what I actually really enjoy doing. Part of the, um, you know, doing these open enrollment meetings and getting out in front of people and seeing that light bulb go, go off because you know, I've helped them understand what is a deductible, what is a copay, you know, what, how can you mix and match a plan that will benefit not just them, but their families as well. If they have one child or five children, what does this mean for how much is coming out of my paycheck? And so just helping people, both English or Spanish speaking, um, you know, that's what I enjoy doing. And um, and so that's why I've stuck with it for such a long time, because I actually think that it's, it is an important subject and um, I actually like it. Oh, I know wow. insurance is not exciting, but I actually yeah. like it. <laughs> No, I mean, you know, you, you seem real passionate about it. And, like, everybody has different things that, that, that different quirks, things that interest them. You know, not everybody's interested in the same stuff. And, right. you know, I just want, you know, uh, you know, uh, any, you know, young adults out there looking for careers, looking for things that they, they're going to feel passionate about. Because I'm sure you didn't think you were going to feel as passionate about what you're doing as you do right now. You know, and it's satisfying, isn't it? How do you feel about your job? Does it satisfy you? Does it, oh, does it does, does mentally yeah. and in every yeah. other respect? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, working for a company that provides the resources to help you do your job well, you know, that's always important. So, I mean, when I, what I would recommend telling people or, you know, young people is interview them the way that they're interviewing you. Be curious about the benefits and the services and the support that they're going to provide you as much as you what you're bringing to the table, because you want to make sure that, you know, that's part of the interviewing process, right, um, with a company is making sure that it's a good match both ways. And, um, you know, find something that you enjoy doing and then get paid for it. <laughs> yeah. awesome. How's the pay over there? Is it nice? You know, because <laughs> people want to know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> are you living well? Are you living well? I work for one of the well? top brokerage firms in Dallas, so yeah. I have no complaints. So you're able to travel? Have you been to Italy finally? I know you've always wanted to go. I did. I went last year. Oh, there you go. <laughs> what part did you go <laughs> to? Let's talk about related. that a little that bit. That was a vacation. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm saying. You know, as a, you were able to go on vacation to Italy. I know you've always wanted to do that. It was a dream of yours. Like and uh, were you able, well, how long were you out there for? Was that, and so how fun was that? we did Paris, France for one week and Italy another week. So it was a nice two-week break. Did you ever think that coming from the projects, you'll be able to go see Italy and Rome and places of that nature Absolutely growing up? Absolutely not. Because, <laughs> by the way, my sister grew up in the piece, too, baby. You know? <laughs> she got out of there early. I'm a but, true, you know? uh, yeah. I'm a true New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. New York to Puerto Rico, and then here yeah. I am. Instead. You know, like, don't, we, could, we could always become classy when we want to. You know what I'm saying? There's no <laughs> excuse, you know? <laughs> Well, sis, it's, you know, it's about that time, though, on the podcast, where we're going to play Five Words with Angel. Now, sis, on Five Words with Angel, I'm going to give you five words or phrases you're going to give me 
the first phrase that comes to your head. Okay, or the first word. Are you ready? Ready. All right, the first word is group insurance. Inexpensive, sometimes. <laughs> nice, <laughs> I like that. The second word is open enrollment. Very busy time for me. <laughs> <laughs> the third word is deductible. Yeah. Mm. A high deductible can also mean smart consumerism. Nice, nice. The fourth word is the Affordable Care Act slash Obamacare. <laughs> um, it has some good um, qualities to it. Now, the fifth word is a curveball. The fifth word is always the curveball. New York City sports franchises. <laughs> a little disappointing recently. <laughs> <laughs> That is a fact of life. It's very frustrating. I, I, and that's Especially when right I'm married now. to somebody who's from Texas and all he oh, wants God. to do is brag about Dallas, which oh, I my God. even better. And it's like they stink, but we stink even more. I never would have thought I'd see that, man. It's so frustrating. I'll have a podcast down the line, folks, discussing football. You know, right now is not the time. Um, you know, I'm just not, not feeling it. I don't want to be, I don't want to go on a rant. You know? Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, sis, uh, you know, before we wrap up the podcast, could you, uh, first of all, could you say a little something in Spanish for the for the people that don't speak English? You know, about insurance, like a little summary of like e everything that you just said. You know, something six sentences or something like that. You know, just to keep them, like, not to make them feel f scared of like this whole health insurance thing. Yeah. Um miedo, va a haber oportunidad para mirar a sus opciones y si tienen un plan que uh, no entienden, hablen con su departamento de recursos humanos si que está disponible para que um, puedan entender cómo usar sus planes, sus beneficios, porque no queremos que solamente piensen que you know, no entiendo y no lo voy a usar no, está ahí para que lo use pero úselo bien entonces edúquese Oh, that was that was lovely. Now, sis, uh, where where could any of the people that are listening and watching actually contact you if they have any questions or they you know they they they, they uh, feel like they want your services? Or do you have a LinkedIn account or something that people could reach out to? Lori Riley, LinkedIn. Yep, Lori Riley. Okay, you could reach out to you know uh, Big Middle Sis at uh, you know Lori Riley on LinkedIn. You know, and she uh, so try to navigate you through the tough times of open enrollment. You know, but actually, don't even try to hit her up on open enrollment. You're probably too busy to answer LinkedIn messages. <laughs> you may need an assistant to do that December, for you. December, I'm good. <laughs> now, a message to all the to all the young adults out there. You know, you know, looking for careers and not being sure about you know uh, what where they're at in life. Uh, could you you know just give them a little message of your trials and tribulations and how you feel about where you are in life right now? Yeah, um, you know, get educated, find your passion, 
and um, and and have fun. I mean, you know, and again, like I mentioned, interview the um, your prospects the way that they're going to be interviewing. Uh, in, yeah, interview them the way they're going to interview you. Come prepared. Do your research on the company that you're interviewing with and find out about them and see if this is somebody that, you know, a company that you want to start off small but then grow with, right? And um, and just, you know, enjoy. Enjoy the process of finding the right match for you. But, you know, work hard because you need to prove yourself too. Um Everyone needs to just work hard and, and prove themselves. But, you know, there's great opportunities out there. You just have to find the right place to work at. Now, since I must say I'm, you know, as a person that's grown up, you know, looking up to you and all your successes and the things that you've been through, I am very proud to say that, you know, you are related to me. You know, you, you're, one, you're, you're my, one of my shining beacons, one of my queens in life, and I really appreciate you taking your time out to explain to us, you know, what's happening with this health insurance situation because 20 million Americans may be affected by this. <laughs> and, not, you know, and, and not only that, you know, um, life is you know life is hard and you know we, we've come from some tough backgrounds and you know the fact that you've been able to overcome and you know become a successful businesswoman is, is something that you know I want every little young girl and young boy that's coming from where we come from to aspire to and you know and reach those goals and I'm very proud of you you're a great human being uh, always have great energy your energy is always positive and it's something that honestly rubs off on me because I try to be that way myself and if I haven't told you this you are one of my role models in life okay and i'm very grateful uh, to have you in my life and thank you so much for being a part of of my movement and the angel of words podcast it means a lot to me well i'm very proud of you um i think that you know what's helped me along the way is trying to find a work-life balance i love what i do at work but this job actually allows me to have a life outside of it so you know i'm married i have children um you know i i want to spend time with them and so that's something that i i you know, I'm very firm in my beliefs that, you know, you have to have a balance in your life to maintain, you know, um, everything around you healthy, your physical and your mental well-being. And so those are very important. So thank you for giving me this opportunity to talk about, you know, what I do. But, um, you know, I'm just I'm so proud of you, too. I think that what you're doing is awesome. I think that we're so much alike because we like to educate people and that's what you've been doing and you've been kicking booty for that. So thank you uh, for giving me this um, opportunity and this platform, but I'm, I'm just it's equally a proud of you. Mwah. Kisses, you, you know more about health insurance than anybody I know, and I know a lot of people in that field. And uh, that was Miss Lori M. Riley on the Angel of Words podcast. Thank you so much, and we will talk to you soon. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed my interview today with my big middle sister, Miss Lori Marie Riley, the healthcare guru. And I hope she was able to give you some good information on how to get the best healthcare coverage just in case you lose your healthcare coverage moving forward. Now, folks, you know you can follow me on Angel of Words Entertainment on YouTube. Don't forget to click on that notification bell. And uh, you could also follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to know what I'm up to on my social medias, just follow me at Angel of Words ENT. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. Talk to you later.